Hi there. Welcome back to the Factory Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in on another gloomy Friday morning here in Charlotte. <laughs> uh, it's been like the longest week ever. Am I the only one that feels that way? <laughs> it was a good week, though, I guess. It was long, but, you know, what day was it? Wednesday. I went to see Monet Exchange down at the Comedy Zone, so that was a lot of fun. So um, I know that she's traveling across the country. If you're a fan of RuPaul, I would definitely go see her. It was a lot of fun. But um, yeah, other than that, it's just been Dollsville around here. But um, I got some feedback. Some people did prefer one episode or one um, one journal entry a day. And then other people did like the week. So I'm, I'm still... Uh, <laughs> It's about 50-50, so I'm really not sure which direction to go. But I think for today, I will go ahead and read another week's worth. I know sometimes I kind of feel like it's only, you know, a minute or two long. Is it? Is it? Does someone want to tune in just for that? Or maybe I'll group them all up at once and listen to them all at once. I'm not sure. But anyways, long story short, <laughs> we'll go ahead and get started. This is from the week of Monday, May 23rd, 1977. Tina Fredericks called and said that Tommy Shippers wouldn't be renting our place in Montauk. His wife died of cancer, and now he has the same kind of cancer, and that scared me. I guess you can catch it from other people. Wednesday, May 25th, 1977, in Paris. Arrived in Paris around 9 a.m. Went to Fred's apartment on Rue de Cherche Midi. All Fred's chic antiques are looking more and more like just junk covered in rags. William Burke arrived with breakfast. Dinner interviews with Le Mans, Le Figaro, and L. It's been arranged by Flammarion, our French publisher. Then it was time to go to Beauburg to sign philosophy books at their bookshop. Cab, $5. Shirley Goldfarb came and Daniel Templin came. He's giving the Hammer and Sickle show next Tuesday and about a hundred and dirty kids in punk clothes. Pontus Holton, the director at Boschberg, showed up and took us on tour. First we went into the big sculpture being constructed in the middle of the ground floor. He took us to a storeroom stuffed with chocolate and gave us some. It smelled so good, the chocolate room. Then we went to the Keenholtz show, and then to the Paris, New York show opening next week, and then the permanent collection. This took two hours, and Bob was passing out, but I had energy and wanted to rush home and paint and stop doing society portraits. Thursday, May 26th, 1977, from Paris to Brussels. Went to lunch with, with Clara Saint of Yves Saint Laurent and Paloma Picasso at Angelina. Clara looked good, thinner, and Paloma too. Clara's suffering through the marriage of her boyfriend, Thade, to Lulu de la Falaz. She first found out by an official notice in Le Figaro, plays by Thade and Lulu. She's getting her sense of humor back now, so she's getting over it. I said Clara and I should announce our marriage in Le Figaro to outdo them. Cab to the train station, $8. Had our own compartment. Fell asleep. Arrived in Brussels at 7 o'clock. Mr. LeBruin, the art dealer, showing my pictures, greeted us with a couple of hippie boys. Checked into the not-so-chic Hotel Brussels. We all had duplex suites, which was crazy, because whenever the doorbell rang, he'd be upstairs in the bathroom, and you'd have to rush down the floating staircase to answer it. Rushed to Gallery D, 
It was a mob scene. Stuck in a corner, signing autographs and books. Sold 120. The kids were cute, sort of hippie. Around 9 o'clock, made a fast, chic exit through the mob into the chauffeured Chevy and expected to be whisked away, but then we saw there was nobody in the driver's seat. A kid offered me an ice cream cone, and I said no, so he splattered it all over the roof of the car, and it dripped down the windows. The kids started laughing at us, just sitting there for 20 minutes. Finally, the chauffeur arrived, and he said he'd been peeing. Stopped at Leon Lambert's. He lives in the penthouse of a 10-story building above his bank. This place is unbelievable, so simple, and so much art from Van Gogh to Picasso to Warhol. Saw his bedroom behind a bookcase in the library. Secret compartment with two bedrooms. One for his regular boyfriend and one for his one-night stands. After dinner in a little bistro in the gallery, we walked down to the arcade. We stopped at a gay bar and Bob asked the most beautiful boy in Belgium to dance, so they did. When Bob gave him a peck on the cheek, that led to the lips. Fred and I got embarrassed because everybody says boys don't do that in public in Brussels, even in gay bars. Friday, May 27th, 1977, from Brussels to Paris. Slept on the train, rented a car, $20, to take us to William Burke's gallery where he's having a show of photos of me and also a book signing. Paloma was waiting in the alley for us. Nico was there with the young kid with the big bulge in his pants. She asked Bob to photograph him. Bob already had. Nico looked older and fatter and sadder. She was crying, she said, because of the beauty of the show. I wanted to give her some money, but not directly. So I signed a 500-franc note, $100, and handed it to her. And she got even more sentimental and said, I must frame this. Can you give me another one unsigned to spend? $100. Cap to Regina's $4. Barbara and Philip were there. Regina and her husband. Then Marie and Nachos arrived. Regine was all excited by the success of her punk party the night before and said she served chocolate mousse and dog dishes. Got tired of waiting for Bianca, so we went down to dinner around 11 o'clock. Dinner was crayfish, goose, fruit plates. Very good. A beautiful English girl was putting down Marisa as a moral because she was showing off her cleavage where I'd signed it. Fred was very drunk and started defending Maria and saying, what is morality anyway? And they fought for the rest of the night. It was so French. At 3 o'clock, just when we started to leave, Bianca called and said to please wait for her. She arrived a minute later looking great, and then the party started all over again. She was wearing a beautiful Fabergé amethyst, amethyst. Around 6 o'clock when the waiter started sweeping up, we left. Saturday, May 28, 1977, in Paris. Went out to dinner at Monsieur Bouff. When Bianca arrived, she passed out some locker room poppers, and Barbara Allen didn't want Philip to take any, so she hid them. And later, when Bianca ran out of them, she begged Barbara for them back. Meanwhile, some creepy girl recognized me. We were dining al fresco because it was a beautiful night. Clear sky, big moon, and she started screaming in French that she loved me but that I abandoned the underground and that she was a necrophiliac just relief from a mental institution. It sort of ruined dinner. Fred was tired, and we went home. We dropped Philip and Barbara at the Ritz. Bianca had a car, 
In the car after we dropped them, Bianca said she didn't know what to do because Barbara had asked her if she knew if Philip had slept with any girls when he was down in the south of France last week. Bianca told us he'd been with Anugami's daughter, Manella, and Bianca didn't know whether to tell Barbara the truth and hurt her or lie and have her find out from someone else and then think Bianca wasn't her real friend. Barbara had refused to go to the south of France with them because she had a screen test with Jack Nicholson. And screen test is in quotation marks. <laughs> That's all for today. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time.